Hey everyone, welcome back to another week. We're going to be talking about three songs each that uh, have meant a lot to us throughout our lives, and we're just going to go into a deep dive and break those down. As always, I'm Q. I'm A. And this is Q&A. Hey everyone, so as Kyle said, this week it is just two guys, two buddies sitting around looking at three songs and looking at lyrics to those songs that we each personally find meaningful um, and that, you know, we're specific probably to certain parts in our life, you know, hence why they're meaningful in that way. Um, I think everyone has those songs where, you know, you can listen to a song and it, it shoots you back uh, to that point in your life. You know, Kyle, would you feel that way? Oh, absolutely. Like, you kind of feel the same emotion. Like, somehow my brain produces the chemical from that point in time. And I'm like, how Uh is that? It's like a smell. Even if I'm not feeling that way now, even if it's not something that I fully relate to anymore, it'll just take me back to that exact time period in my life. And it makes you feel, like, a similar feeling. Like, which is really weird, if you ask me, like, how... It's like so deeply subconscious, but so like, but so conscious at the same time. You it's know? almost kind of like a deja vu type thing. Yeah, where yeah. it's like it, it's so familiar. Even it, you, these are, you know, I don't know if any of the ones I'm talking about today are in this realm, but sometimes there are songs that I won't have heard for like years. Yeah, and I'll hear it and I'll just relate to it. And I'll just immediately be jolted back to that feeling, whether it's oh. like. Those early two thousand, like twenty tens, pop songs that were like when we were in high school. Yep. yep. Immediately, <laughs> I could go years without hearing them. I'll hear one and just be like, "That." I just feel like I'm having fun at Cosmic Bowling. Yes, that's so true. That's no, the Cosmic Bowling songs do hit differently. Like, because you wherever you are, you're like, "Yo, there's a Cosmic Bowling song." <laughs> immediately, and then <laughs> just, if you don't, if you're with people, I have no idea what that is. Uh-huh. They're just it means nothing to them. No, but like there are times I'm with people, I'm like. This reminds me of Cosmic Bowling. It is a Cosmic Bowling song. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a vibe. It's like a certain vibe, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's so funny. But um, anyway, Kyle, I guess I will go first as we discussed. Take it away. My pick first. So anyway, when I was looking at songs, I tried to go back. And um, as I think I referenced in a different episode, like I didn't really get into music until high school. Uh, And conveniently, it was around the time that I got into music that like I was really struggling with my OCD and, and coming to terms with things and then figuring stuff out, you know, well, honestly not really figuring anything out, just kind of just, you know, falling repeatedly to just get back up and fall again. But I remember at the time linking parks, iridescent came out. Uh, Oh wait, no, not well, the song iridescent came out, I should say off of their album, a thousand sons. Um, and I remember that was one of my first albums. Like I legitimately, my mom got me the box that came with the t-shirt at Best Buy. So you got the cheap looking t-shirt oh, with yep. the square printed on it. It <laughs> looked like they printed the CD cover on a black shirt. It looks so stupid. But uh, I think it would have looked better as a white shirt because it's white going into black, I think. So it would have looked cooler if they blended it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, because the album but, cover is just white with the black. Yeah. You know, whatever's going on on the cover. In the middle. Been able to fully tell what it's supposed to be. Yeah. If it was just that, it would have been fine. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think it's the sun. Like, I know they, uh, I, I saw it the other day. Oh, in the song You're Destined, they have to have a lyric, and in a burst of light, that blind range, it looks yeah. like almost a burst of light. But but anyway, you know, I got that, and I got Cardiology by Good Charlotte, two first albums ever, uh, and they were both good. But I remember the Linkin Park album, 
like hit a little bit different because it was kind of in some ways like a sadder album like it was sad oh yeah like, you know and i remember iridescent came out and i had to do a project for ninth grade english i remember i was in ninth grade and this must have been in the spring at this point and uh we had to do a symbolism thing and so i was like All right, i'm gonna choose iridescent uh because i felt like it related to me um and so the lyrics um that i really liked i'm trying to find them really quick i think it, it started off the first the where it comes in is the best like in terms of the verse it says when you're standing in the wake of devastation when you're waiting on the edge of the unknown and with the cataclysm raining down and your insides crying save me now you were there impossibly alone and and I felt like, you know, I was in the wake of devastation. Like, it was the first time in my life where, like, I just felt, like, internally, like, in disarray. Like, just, mm. I was so stressed out constantly. Um, and, like, I didn't know what this meant for me. Like, I didn't know if I was just fucked up. You know, at the time, you're so looking at everyone else in high school thinking everyone has their shit together. And I just felt like I didn't know what the rest of my life was going to look like and if I was ever going to get through it and stuff like that. Because in, in the moment, it was just horrendous. Um, and you know, as much as I wasn't alone, cause I had a great like family support, like my mom was there. And like, again, as I said in the past, she like came to therapy every single time with me. Um, it really still felt like you were like alone constantly, you know, and, and no one really understood. And I never met anybody at that point in time that really got that. Um, and then the chorus comes in and it's like, do you feel cold and lost in desperation? You build up hope, but failure is all you've known. Remember all the sadness and frustration and let it go, let it go. Mm -hmm. And I love that line um, because I felt like I would make it a day, especially in college, like later down the line. I feel like the song just always felt more and more relevant because it would get to the point where it was like I built up all this hope. Like I was like, all right, I could do this. And you might make it like a few hours or a day or whatever without worrying about shit and then just fail again. And so it was like really hard because like when I listened to this back then, it was like I always felt like it was nothing but failure. And and like that was like really rough, you know what I mean? And and I did feel a lot of sadness and I didn't feel fr I did feel frustrated because it's like you're your own worst enemy. And it's like, why am I like killing myself like this? Like, why don't I have control over that part of me? You know, it's kind of just like, you know you're you're killing yourself yet you're you're allowing it but you don't know how to stop it you know mm -hmm. it's really weird it's like being a drug addict but to your own internal battle you know um and so i liked at the end where it was like and let it go let it go because i think the biggest thing that like i learned throughout it all was that you know the shit you deal with is always there you know what i mean um but it's how you it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you how you handle it, mm -hmm. you know, or what you make of it. And I felt like I put all this weight on what was going on in my life. And I gave it so much power over me. And instead of saying, like, just looking at it and giving all this weight, I should have just been like, that's bullshit and just let it go. And, you know, does it still bother you? Yeah. But you have to take it and just, you know, realize that what's relevant is reality, not the struggles in your head and then just move on from there. So it's kind of an empowering song. And mm -hmm. again, if you've never heard of it, highly recommend it. Uh, it sounds sad, but it really gains traction at the end in a lot of... You may know it from the third Transformers movie. That was in the Transformers it sure movie? sure was, yeah. Every Transformers movie had a Linkin Park song. I'm going to have to I look that at that the scene. I third or it. I didn't know that. Fourth. Yeah. I think it was the end credit song. Wow. Yep. 
God, I'm fu- the ending credits song. not even in the movie itself. I don't know. I've never. I think I've only ever seen one Transformers movie. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm finding this. Uh, it's very. It's a different version of the song. It's slightly different. Really? Um, yeah. I, I find. I personally like the album version more. Yeah. Uh, I think it's hard song, to top the album version. Yeah. Well, this is a song I actually considered putting on. I think two of yours. You were going to put this. Iridescent on there too? Yes. I didn't know you're such a big fan of Iridescent. I love Iridescent. Iridescent's one of my favorite Linkin Park songs yeah. in general. I think it's almost um, like an in the end, but a part yes. two, like like decades later. Yes. Yeah. And to me, like you said, that whole the whole message of just letting things go, just essentially let it go, like move on from it. Yeah. Like that's Live in always the present. been like lyrics. Lyrically a song ever since, really ever since I heard it. Those are lyrics that have always stuck with me. It's a very lyrically moving song. Yeah. That was, I was late to the party on appreciating A Thousand Suns. Yes, Kyle hated I that. And I liked the album. Hated I hated the told album. Him, I was like, I like first. this album. Yeah. But Iridescent's one of the few songs that I've always liked from it. Uh huh. Like Iridescent, um, Waiting for the End. Waiting I for liked. the End. And um, like Burning a... in the Skies, I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Every other song took me a long time to warm up to. Now it's one of my favorite Linkin Park albums. But that was one song that immediately hit me and stuck with me yeah. from the minute I heard it. I've always loved that track. I feel like that track can like talk to a lot of people, whatever yeah. whatever the issue is in your life. Yeah, you know no I mean? matter what you're going through, just lyrically, it's it can relate to so many things. Yeah. And again, just that message of just let it go. Letting it go. And at the end, they do such a good job. It's so mm-hmm. powerful. Like starts off so quiet and slow, and then it really builds into something that feels like motivating. Yep. You know? Well, that's the thing is it's, it does it like you said in a motivating way. Yeah, it's very intentional. By the end of the song, yeah. you're like, yeah, I can, I can let it go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It motivates you to actually get, like, get in that headspace. Like they keep trying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, not give up on that. Yep. But anyway, buddy, what's your song? Your first song. So my first song is uh, actually a Green Day song. Big shock there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of the I guess lesser known Green Day songs, even though it was a single. It's mm-hmm. from uh their trilogy specifically from trey the song x kid okay this was a close one for me because it was tough deciding between this one and rusty james to talk about from uno i, I forgot about rusty james yeah the, moment Mainly, you said it, I the reason i can't go with that one um is that it talks mostly about i back in high school right after because Uno came out in senior year of high school for me. That's actually Graduated, crazy. and then like a year or two went by. And those lyrics really stuck with me. And I thought it was really cool because it was about, you know, you have your, like, our group still remains. Like, everyone else kind of faded away, but, like, our group is still here. Oh. That's not really the case anymore. That's so true. So when I hear the song, it's exactly like we talked about how it transports me back there. So whenever I hear it, I'm still like, yeah, we're still here. And then I think about it. I'm like, oh, no. Like two-thirds here. Like, I still feel that way, though, when I hear the song. Yeah. So I couldn't go with that one. That's sad, Kyle. So I I am going with X-Kid because this is one that we also covered as a... As a band. As a band. And you love this song. Yes. This was back with with our, like, high school band. Like, we did it as a cover for our set list. Yes. We played it out at least once, maybe twice. We definitely played it out. There's a video on YouTube somewhere of that. Come, I mean, you should sit and watch the Nights of Nothing. It's horrendous. We should. But it's but like a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should make a video out of us watching and reacting to it. 
Oh my, that'd be that's funny. so fun. That'd well, when good. we get the video way of doing things, yep. and yeah, that's good. That'd be good. Season two. Season two, yeah, a little teaser. Uh, but, so X-Kid, the, specifically the first verse, the opening verse always gets me. Uh, where it says, hey, little kid, did you wake up late one day and you're not so young, but you're still dumb and you're numb to your old glory, but now it's gone? Mm-hmm. That's so powerful to me, especially because at the time when it came out, was really, you know, we just had graduated, or, well, we're graduating high school. So it was like, all right, well, we're not kids and we're starting college. And the older I got, it just kept on ringing true. Yeah. Because inside, I still feel like a kid, you know? Oh, my God. There are times yeah, I... where inside, I still feel young. Mm-hmm. And I think about it, I'm like, oh, I'm not young anymore. I, and then I'll see even worse when I... uh go to like job fairs for my job and I'm like trying to recruit people. We'll go to colleges, high schools, and yeah, I look around are like 10 years younger than you. And it's wild. I, because yeah. I still feel young. And then it's funny. The last one we did at a high school, I looked to the people that came with me and I said, do we look old to them? And they were like, yes, yes, we do. That's weird though. And it's something I never even considered because inside I still felt young. Yeah. So the whole message of this song really, um, you know, tr- kind of like grown up, even the song X Kid, you know, it's written like X, the letter X and then yep. Kid, but it's more like, Almost like X-Men. you're but not a kid anymore. You have to grow it up. It was like a cool way of saying like X, like EX, like former, yep. former kid. Yep. But Kyle, I do, I do like that. I like the one line in that that you just quoted. Um, what is it? Did you wake up one day and you're not so young, but you're still dumb? Exactly. I actually kind of like that because I always thought like I'd have my shit figured out by now. And I still feel like the same, like I feel more mature and more put together than I was in high school. But, but in turn, I always had this misconception that like you figure your life out. And I think you get older and realize you just, you're always learning new things your whole life. And most adults that I asked after being an adult and realizing that say they still don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, exactly. I yeah. think that's the thing is, as kids, I kind of expected to, oh, at some point, there's just going to be this yeah. moment where everything just kind of is worked out. You're and now perfect and we're an adult. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. And there is like a moment where you just kind of realize that like, oh, no one has, no one has their shit together. Yeah. Everyone's still trying to figure it out. Everyone still feels young and you realize that. Yes, you grow up physically and like in terms of your age and maturity too. But down to it, everyone still like feels young. Everyone still feels like themselves. Like as we're growing up, I don't feel like a different person. I still feel like like the same person you've always Kyle. Been. I still feel like the same person I've always been. Yeah, just like I'm sure you feel just like. Dude, I'm, I'm still Steven. I'm the same guy I was back in high school. I'm still that weird kid that became an adult and now is an adult with a quirky sense of humor. I'm still the it, same person. Exactly. Yeah. So I still feel the same. So that's to me the song is kind of like realizing that like you have that moment of yeah, you're not a kid anymore. You may still feel that way, but it's time to time to like grow up. And yeah. it, it always hits me like that. Yeah. That's fair. It could be taken that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did grow up and you just realized that like you're not much different than you were as a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. So that's my first pick. Oh, that's deep. I feel like I should segue off that one. We all know what song I'm talking about. 
another song that me and Kyle, we were talking, what did we choose before this? And like, it's so funny because me and Kyle are like best buddies. <laughs> and I feel like we're always on the same page, like literally two of the same exact songs out of the three. Um, but I chose Kids From Yesterday. Um, <clears throat> Kids From Yesterday was, again, a song on My Chemical Romance's album, uh, what was their song? Was it Danger Kids? Uh, Danger Days. Danger Days. Oh my, I'm thinking of the band Danger Kids. I yeah. got messed up there. But yeah, Danger Days. Um, and this came out, Kyle, I want to say this came out right when they were breaking up 20... 2014, 13, 14? No, this is, be- this is before the breakup. This is 2010. Released. Oh, wait, that's right. Yep. Right before our concert we went to. So we were yep. early high school. Yeah. So this is old. Again, one of the first kind of segues into music I ever heard. Now, at the time in high school, you're still a kid. You're a teenager, right? You're kind of in your adolescence. And I didn't think much of the lyrics, like Kids of Yesterday. Like I just didn't think of it because, like, we mm-hmm. were literally in the part of our life where you're forming those memories. Like, being a little, little kid, I don't think this song is really about that. I think this song throws you back to, like, middle school, high school. Like, you're growing up and you ha- you start forming these memories and you, like, go on adventures. And, and you, you know, you do shit with your friends and stuff like that. And um, I remember this song became actually relevant to me like in the past year or two because I was just sitting there and like, you know, especially because I teach high school kids every day, I can't help but feel like, like reminiscent of everything all the times and like, like high school for everything that was good about it and everything that like the simplicity and everything that was bad about it, like Mm -hmm. the awkwardness and the clickiness and like people just being like douchebags sometimes, but but like it throws you back and you're like, wow, like I miss that kind of, you know? Oh and, yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. It's like, one thing I thought I'd never miss. And I tell my I students. I find that, myself missing it yeah, all the time. Kids are like, I'm not gonna miss this. I can't wait to graduate. I ran to a senior I had last year, the other day, mm-hmm. on our, my way out of the school to go to a baseball game and they and I was like, How's it going? She's like she's like, It's going good. I was like, You happy you're graduating in like another month or two? And like she's like yeah, she's like, I'm just tired of this. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, like, I do get it. At the end, you're kind of over it and you're over the people, you know, and the oh, yeah. way it is. But looking back, I think everyone, most people probably were like, wow, that was one of the easiest times of my life. I tell my students that all the time. I was like, this is the easiest you'll ever have it at a time where you're actually independent enough to, like, go do stuff. Like, especially when you get a license, you know. Um, but anyway, the lyrics in the song, um, I like the beginning, the first part that comes in, and I like the uh, the chorus, similar to Iridescent, right? Like I like both. But the first one, it came in, it says, well, now this could be the last of all the rides we take. So hold on tight and don't look back. We don't care about the message or the rules they make. I'll find you when the sun goes black, right? And like, I don't know why I'm getting chills right now. I almost feel like I got chills. I got chills in the car listening to this song. Too. Did you really? Yeah. And... um. Like, I love this song because, you know, I feel like in a way it reminds me like I took my childhood for granted. Like I didn't appreciate it in the moment. Like, and so there were so many times where it was the last time we did something and it didn't mean anything because like you didn't realize it, you know? And I feel like what happened then is what happens now. Like there's so many days where you're on autopilot and you mm-hmm. go to work or you're stressed about dumb stuff about work, you know, or, or little things that don't matter. And your life is flying by, right? You don't really take a second to really look back and, and be grateful in that moment or like enjoy the moment, just enjoy the ride, you know? Um, because one day, like maybe I'll be the young adult of yesterday. Like I'll be 50 and I'll be like, shit, like, I like took this moment for granted and I didn't do this or I wanted to do this or you know what I mean? 
And so I really like that line because I think it it's reminding it reminds me of like it's too late for me, but I wish I could have told myself back then like yes. really enjoy it for what it's worth. Well, it's hard though because we had we did have people telling us that. Well, know, adults do. Adults always tell you say, that. People say now we're those people. I know. <laughs> I constantly say, don't take this time for granted. But you do. But when you're that age, you don't have anything to compare it to. So there's physically no way that you can appreciate you it. Can appreciate it in the moment because what are you going to compare it to? No, that's it. You need. You need. You need to. It, it, what is it? You only appreciate what someone is gone is so true because if you always have it. You're not aware it's even there half the time. And then when it's gone, you then see the difference without it. Yeah. I think the only way to fully appreciate high school while you're there would be if time travel existed and you can go a couple years outside of it, Mm -hmm. maybe even 10 years, live your life, and then go back. I'm telling you right now, if I go back right now. I would go back. I would do it, even if it's just for a couple days. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I could go back to the worst day of high school and, and I would appreciate it. the hell out of it. Yeah. And I would go back with a smile on my face right. and be like, I'll take this. You know, I used it, to life was so much easier and you don't you don't appreciate because it. Because those are the biggest things in your life at that point. Yep. So a bad day then could be a little a little bump in the road on a oh, the I got scheme it. of your life. I didn't do God on this test. I'd go back and be like, that's okay. okay. Well, whatever. Oh well, who cares? There'll be other tests, it'll be yep. fine. It's not gonna change my life, you know? Yep. But yeah, no, it's so true. It's like just like again, like in the and I see kids do that all the time. Like life seems so big to them because mm-hmm. that's all they know. You know what I mean? And I just tell them, I'm like, you know, I'm like appreciate it because then it's gone. Like the kids I have as juniors this year weren't they were in eighth grade when I student taught, and look how fast that went. It's crazy to me that I've been teaching for that long already. You know? Um, and really quick, buddy, before we go on to the next one, I didn't um, do the chorus, but the chorus because you only live forever in the lights you make. When we were young, we used to say that you only hear the music when your heart begins to break. Now we are the kids from yesterday, you know? And, oh, my God, I keep getting chills. It yeah, must be the those, song. Every must, time I hear those lyrics oh, in that song, I get chills. You yeah. have to listen. If you don't know the song, you have to go listen to it because it's the way it's said, too. Like, sometimes, like, the sound of the the song gives it so much power, too. But I love you only live forever in the lights you make. Mm-hmm. Um because it, it's so true, like, you almost have to, one day your life will be over, and you won't be, you'll, you're not necessarily going to be remembered, like, for every detail, but you'll be remembered for the, the impacts you make in yep. other people's lives, or in the world, or whatever, and so you live forever in that essence, but you won't live forever in you, yourself, your being, you know, um, and I also like that last part. You only hear the music when your heart begins to break. Uh, and I'm not necessarily sure how it relates. I almost feel like I look at the chorus as two different things it's telling me, you know. But, like, that line I love because oh, when I was – My favorite in the song. Because music meant so much to me when I was in mm-hmm. high school because I was hurting. And I felt like when I heard something that, like, really, like, hit deep, like, it made me feel – better like even if i was sad yeah Mm six like i I still felt better you know Mm -hmm. and so it's funny because uh you know i feel like in a way i'm sad about like not appreciating things back then and now i hear this song so much more deeply than i ever heard it when i was a teenager you know like i listen to it now being 27 on my way to work 
You know what I mean? And I'm like, in a way, it's sad, but it's uplifting. I'm like, yeah, like we did that then or like I enjoyed that then. And like you look back with like so much more appreciation for everything, even though you can't go back. Um, and I think it just kind of kind of reminds you of all that, you know, and again, just making I think the whole point is make the most out of life, you know, and, and find the find meaning in your life, you know, and yeah, so. and the this was a song that actually didn't stick out at me I know. back when yeah. it first came out. I always liked the song. Except for the cowbell was... sound. That always stuck out. I was like, that's an interesting <laughs> song. But I mean, like overall, it wasn't one of my favorites on the album. Yeah, right? Like when it first came out, it was, I liked it. But, you know. We Got were... overshadowed by Destroya. Yeah. Destroya, um, Na Na Na. The um, one, uh, the love one, the one about, um, what was that called? I'm talking about the only hope for me. The only is hope you. for me is you. I love uh, God. I love bulletproof that. Bulletproof heart. Oh my, that album is. It was a really good album. Incredible record. Mm-hmm. But now that I got older, every time I hear a song, might be my favorite on the album now. Yeah. Every time I hear that chorus, chills. I know. It's so yeah. good. And this was the other one that I was talking about that yeah. I've had on my list. But I was like, Steven's going to put this on his. And uh-huh. I know that. <laughs> so I didn't put it on because I figured we would just both talk about Cal's it. Cal's a true gentleman. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially that lyric, you only hear the music when your heart begins to break. Oh, it's yeah. so true. It is. And it's, again, something that, you know, if you're in high school and you're listening, as you get older and you get past, you know, the stuff you're going through it you find you do find it harder to connect with music yeah you might like songs like on a superficial level you might be like that's a good song song. yeah and you'll still enjoy music but having that deep connection i find only really happens when you're going through something a lot of time in your adolescence yes growing up and that's why everyone look at your parents and the music they like it's from when they were young yes and it's part of that is nostalgia and Mm -hmm. you know this is what you grew up on the other part is the reason behind that is you were going through things at the time you're very emotional so this is what stuck with you this is what was with you through like the tougher times yeah and even i'll take a step further into writing music me and you just tried to write stuff the other day and had such a tough time very hard because when you're not in that place it's so hard to write. I challenge anyone to write a actually good, happy song. That's not related to your life experience. Yes. Yeah. Or that is not just about the idea of being happy, like Pharrell's song, Oh, oh happy. come on. I don't, he was just trying to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing there. It's nearly impossible. Yeah. It's so hard to do. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's hard to be fully creative in that mindset and write something so good when you don't feel that way you have to be in like a flow state like you Mm -hmm. have to like really be deep in your feelings when Mm -hmm. you're when you're writing stuff you know Mm -hmm. it's almost like writing like in a diary or a journal when there's nothing to say yeah when you're having a good day what are you gonna write yeah what are you gonna write you know or like it or it doesn't flow the same but like when you have a lot of feelings on something it's so easy to talk or even in verbally when you really feel passionate about something it's so easy to ramble on and on about it but when you don't it's like a few sentences you don't have any 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 gas to the song you know what i mean like anything pushing it along Mm -hmm. so true buddy all right what's your number two my number two again i talked about it on I don't think it was last week's episode. No, 
the uh, episode a couple weeks ago, but Alone in a Room by S. Yes. Alexandria. Yes. Uh, some of my favorite lyrics of all time. Uh, this is a song that I feel like was there for me when I really needed to hear it. Yes. No, I think it was. Even yeah. if it you know, had come out before that. Mm-hmm. When it came out, absolutely loved the song still. But really... It was there, it, you know, I found it again when I really needed to hear it and it helped me kind of work through a lot of my own shit that was going on at the time. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear more about that, go listen to our relationships episode. It kind of breaks oh, it down more in there. That. Yeah. Um, but, you know, essentially, you know, I was going through tough times and my relationship at the time caused largely by, you know, some like relationship anxiety issues that I was having. Yeah, your own internal uh, battle. My own internal battle with kind of anxiety and my brain not being able to not fixate or just kept racing and racing and racing and just making me do things and push people away that, mm-hmm. you know, has the inverse effect of what you're trying, to, trying to get at. Yeah. So, I mean, like in this one, and almost, I, I'm not going to read the whole song, but like almost every lyric in the song, it just fits so perfectly. But, like, for uh, example, like, when my mind's running wild, I seem to lose grip on reality. Mm. Uh, and I try to disregard the crazy things the voices tell me to do, but it's no use. That was so... See, you got your volume on and your phone. I didn't even mean that. <laughs> God. But, uh, yeah, like, that that line right there, it, it, like, speaks to that, like, inner anxiety uh-huh. so much. Especially, so the way my anxiety tends to internalize itself yeah is that it's just it doesn't stop my brain just doesn't stop it won't turn off until i like say something or do something then it you know has adverse effects so there's a problem i was having but it also really can like i've had Mm -hmm. similar things with like my ocd and stuff and like when i like start like digging the hole man it is like so hard to get a grip on that reality Mm -hmm. like like it's all just bullshit but like it you are so overwhelmed by it it like begins to feel real like it's your reality when it's just fab like it's legitimately fabricated like none Mm -hmm. of it's real outside of your head yeah Yeah. and then you know the this verse ends with um you know essentially saying uh to take a second to face the shit that makes me me oh yep and that goes into the chorus uh, all I needed was the last thing I wanted to sit alone in a room and say it all out loud, mm-hmm. which is really what I needed. I needed to face those consequences of yes. the actions that I was essentially warned about many times and mm-hmm. seen warning signs of. And it wasn't until you know I actually pushed the person away yeah. and faced repercussions of those actions and that anxiety that you know I should have done something about beforehand that I really needed to take a step back and be like, all right, I need to fix this. Like I need to work on this, find out how to cope with anxiety in a healthy way. And I think this song is a huge part of that for me. And it's so true sometimes. And you know, this is, this kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of situations is sometimes what you need is the last thing you think you actually do. Like, for like for example, the song is written. Danny Warsnop left Ask Alexandria. He needed time away from the band, came back, and you know that's what the song is about, really. So it fits for that, fits for my situation, but it could fit for really anything. There's 
a lot of times what people don't realize they're having issues but if you take a step back take yourself out of it just be alone figure things out it really does help or even just facing any kind of repercussion for that action whatever it is yeah sometimes you need that push sometimes you need to face some adversity to overcome it i think you need to be kind of at rock bottom sometimes to feel that way because i think you've tried so hard to do what you think is working for it to not work Mm -hmm. right that then you're like you know what like fuck this like it just doesn't work so you have to almost stop caring i feel like that happened to me with my ocd college just like i would always go to my mom like she was like my outlet she's very similar to you and christina but in a different sense you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like with the going to that person to kind of offset anxiety but all that was doing was masking you find a solution it was like a temporary fix you know it's like people that become alcoholics like you're you're drinking to to stop thinking about something that's Mm -hmm. bothering you a lot of times and i feel like when you relayed your anxiety to her or like me to my mom it might have fixed it momentarily and you felt good but an hour later or the next day just came back and so because you didn't allow yourself to sit with the shitty feeling Mm-hmm. Okay, in your brain, okay, in the room, right? In this yep. case, you didn't allow yourself to sit with it. You never ever figured it out. And the last thing that you wanted to do was to not feel better, but you had to not feel better to figure it out, which is very yep. counterintuitive. And that's like one of the other lyrics in the chorus that, you know, a couple of years back and forth with myself in a cage, banging my head against the wall, trying to put words on a page. Like, that's really mm. what that is. Like, yeah. you're really. <laughs> really going through those times you know whether years months whatever it is trying to figure trying it out. to figure it out and essentially hitting your head against the wall making the same mistake over and over dude that's deep i got chills from that and line. eventually got- you you figure it out and then to me the uh, the second and you know last verse it repeats the chorus a few times but um the lyric ooh, i lost it hold on the lyric uh Sometimes I'll fall down. Sometimes I'll lose hope. But those days will be few if I keep my feet on the ground. Uh, I might be lonely, but I ain't alone here. So I keep pushing the limits of what makes me me. Chills uh-huh. every time I hear it. Like that's like the, you know, you got this. Sometimes you'll still make mistakes. Sometimes you'll still go back to that place. But as long as you keep your feet on the ground, as long as you keep, you know, rooted in yeah. what you figured out, like how you're moving forward you'll be able to continue being yourself and be better for it. You could push those limits of yourself. And that's, that's true to me, this whole song, I got, it's one of my oh all my time God. favorites, uh, musically and lyrically. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. I almost felt like tears coming in the back of my eyes reading that. Uh, and I'm not lying. Cause I feel like people hear corny shit like that oh, yeah. and then they think it's fake, but no, but like, I feel like I never really looked at those lyrics cause I have it pulled up on my phone mm-hmm. right now. Um, but it's so true. It's so reminiscent of like what I said that like the realization that it's what I just said for one of the other songs. It's not what happens to you in life. It's how you handle it. And like yep. the shit will always be there, but it's how you tackle it. And I feel like I still have those days like like that aren't perfect. And I still struggle with the same shit that I did in high school or whatever mm-hmm. in college. And and, you know, for a second, you're like really hurting. Right. But the fact that I said, but those days will be few if I keep my feet on the ground is yep. so true. It's the idea mm-hmm. that like you can only, you'll ne- you might not be perfect, but like if you believe 
in yourself that everything's going to be okay, it's going to be a lot less. And so you went from every day trying to fix it and every day feeling fucked up to realizing that just telling yourself it'll be okay and just believing in yourself. And I have to say like the volume of negativity I get from myself every day is maybe 1% of what I uh -huh. felt at the peak of things back in the day. Completely and, agree. Same. Right. And it's, it just, I love that line. I never, I never read it, but you know, it, it's so true because you just, you do got to fall down in life, but you can't let that mm. be the defining factor of your life. Mm -hmm. You know? And one of the things, like I said, is what I like about it so much is it can apply to so many things. Like for me, it's greatly symbolic, like alone in a room, like at the time, you know, like led to like my relationship ending for a while. Mm -hmm. And to me, so like it wasn't, you know, it was actually being alone. Like yeah. I had to actually be alone to figure that out. Yeah. But it's not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be alone. It could be whatever like adversity you're facing. Yeah. But for me, it just worked out like perfectly in that. And yeah, absolutely. Love that song. If you haven't yeah, heard it, a really good song. go check it out. Probably my favorite Ask Alexandria song. And I'm usually a fan of their earlier stuff too. So yeah. that's uh that's I, saying something. But lyrically I think it's their their magnum opus. Yeah. Best song lyrically. I like how your ex kid related to Kids from Yesterday in a way, and mm -hmm. Iridescent in a lot of ways relates to that song. Mm hmm You know? Mm -hmm. Um so I'm yeah. oh, fuck that I'm, pretty much uh wraps my second one up. Uh, I'm so torn, Kyle, because I have a song that makes me. I was Kyle knows I'm torn between two songs right now. I thought I'm of also one torn between two for my last one. I thought of one that one reminds me of being a kid, like mm -hmm. a little little kid when times were like easier. But then one reminds me of you know what it what it feels like to kind of love somebody and lose somebody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like I'm really torn because in a way one well, meant we can always do a part two. I think I'm going to go with the one that reminds me of my mom. Okay. You know, and I'm doing that because it relates specifically to the other two songs, you know? Um, and so my, my third and final song is, uh, which I never realized there was really a last part to this, but trains drops of Jupiter parentheses. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> right, but who knows? This is one of those interesting songs that a lot of times, what's in parentheses is what the song becomes like known as like good riddance time of your life people call it time of your life yeah, yeah. good charlotte's um that's true dance floor anthem i don't want to be in love people call it i don't want, I don't to, want be to be in love i only have ever heard anyone trains refer tell to me. this song is tell me <laughs> you know trains tell me no drops it because it's such a unique title yeah. drops of jupiter yep um but if you ever listen to this song it is like completely metaphorical like there's so Yo, many yeah. metaphors in comparison song. it's like a beautiful song and it sounds really nice um but basically, the chorus is what always stood out to me. Well, the intro part, when the song oh, comes yeah. in, it's like, dun, 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 right? I think everyone knows this song, right? Um, where it starts off, now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. Right, Kyle? It sounds terrible, but but you just, you just hear it. Um, but the part that I love the most is always the chorus, you know, oh, where it yeah. comes in, it's like, but tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way to see the lights all faded and that heaven is overrated? And tell me, did you fall for a shooting star, one without a permanent scar? And did you miss me while you were looking for yourself out there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
And I feel like this song has so much deep meaning to it, yep. but it, my meaning in this song, unlike the other ones, is reminiscent of like my feeling at the time before the song ever meant anything to me. Yeah, it's not and like tied back to the. It's not tied lyrics. to the lyrics. Yep. Yeah, and so this is one of the few songs. But I remember when I was little and I was five, and my mom was always driving. We would. My mom worked in White Plains. My dad worked in in Westchester, and mm. like so, we went to daycare down there. So some of my earliest memories would be in my mom's blue, uh, old Toyota Corolla. Like that was like a tin can. It was one of those gross looking '90s cars, Kyle, that we always worst, shit on. Like worst, worst error for cars. for cars. And I remember my mom listened to I think it's like WPDH or or whatever mm -hmm. song was. Whatever I I don't know what radio station it was. 105.5 or something. Yeah, one one of them. Yeah, yeah. And she always had it on, and they played Drops of Jupiter. Like they tra played Train. Uncle Cracker was huge at the time, but Drops of Jupiter. I loved, and my mom loves that song. You know what I mean? And I feel like all the, it's a little more, but one day when she's gone, I'll always think of this song when I hear of her because I think of this song now and I see my mm -hmm. mom every week still, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but she would just like, she always would sing in the car and she loved this song. And I remember back in the day, like life was so simple. I didn't ever listen to the lyrics. I just remembered the sound of it, right? But I remember that there was nothing wrong at all. I don't remember a single thing that was wrong then. I remember swimming lessons or like going to McDonald's and like Kyle's heard this before, but I remember like all these little things that like were so fun mm -hmm. back then, you know, and like simple. And I feel like what's interesting is there was a long period of time where I hadn't heard this song. I think it had to be, I might not have heard this song since pre-high school. And this was like at the end of college. And I remember I must have heard it somewhere. And I was like, wow, like it just shot me back. I actually mm -hmm. felt like like it almost like was like taking a drug that relaxed you. And it was so weird because I, I must have got this adrenaline, not adrenaline shot, but this shot of like, what's the happy thing? Oxy serotonin. Serotonin. Yeah. Oxytocin is the love, right? Is that the love one? I thought you were going to say Oxycontin. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, but I got to like, take it. But no, okay. no. <laughs> no, I felt like a shot of serotonin in my brain, like literally so happy, so at peace. And, and I really did feel myself like relax. And in college was like, I was so stressed out a lot of times, half of it for the prompts that I referenced a lot with my OCD. And then half of it just because of the stress of the workload, you know, I just, and I remember towards the end, I would just, if I was having a stressful day, I would like turn this song on if I was doing work for a second or if I was maybe I was making my bed or doing laundry or, or something. And like I just felt better, you know, because it just reminded me like it just is just is what we said in the beginning of this episode where it was just like it just shoots you back to that place. And it was like the feelings are so deeply subconscious, yet it triggers conscious memory and then it, it it triggers my brain to produce that same chemical that i must have felt back then and it's like really weird it's like how again how smells take you back to a certain place or a person and i just remember feeling how i felt back then which was so happy and like you didn't have all the emotional baggage of being a teenager yet and you didn't compare yourself to other people yet and i didn't have ocd yet right and i didn't have all these things that you deal with growing up that like really you know shape you into who you are and mm -hmm. so i can't help but listen to that song without feeling good because it's one of the earliest memories 
And it's while you're still like this pristine individual, like you've faced no adversity and, and your life is like seemingly perfect and people aren't bad, right? You don't realize mm-hmm. there's bad people out there and like the world is this fake place to you. And so I love that song because it, and it's almost sounds like it's just sending you through, you know, the galaxy almost like the whole feeling just feels like you're like, kind of like floating that song. Like it's so airy and like light. So that is my last song. But again, love that song. I feel like it's like the song to my mom. If I ever had a song and if I ever get married, that might be, that might be a song I dance with, with my mom, I think, mm-hmm. because it just like, I can't listen to it and not think of her. But mm-hmm. anyway, buddy, that's that. So my last one, I was going between a couple ideas for this last one here. Uh, so we'll definitely have to make a part two so we can talk about the rest. Maybe season two, we'll add three more songs to yeah. list each. But. So mine here, it's kind of a tie between two for the same reason, though. Yeah, for me, the same reason as me. <laughs> uh, no. So this is, I'm going to kind of talk about two at once here. Oh, I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit Cheater. because the reasoning is the same for, oh, for both, both songs. Oh, okay. They're both songs, much like yours, that just make, they take me back. Yeah, like, it's a feeling, not as much not lyrical. It's not the lyrics, it's yeah. the song itself. One of them, the lyrics a little bit, but I didn't start really appreciating those lyrics until I was older. Yeah. Um, but the first one, uh, Sad But True by Metallica from the Black Album. Massive song, one of the best metal songs ever ever written. Heaviest riff ever. Uh this song brings me back to uh, riding around in my dad's car. This, the Black Album was one that we would listen to very frequently. Um, How old were you? Like oh, elementary, elementary I'm talking, right? Yeah, elementary school. Yeah. Early element. Yeah. Yeah, cause, I mean, Black Album came out in was 91. So oh, before so this we was were already born. <laughs> so yeah. So it, this album was already out for a while. Um, but it's one that my dad always had in his car. It's one that we listened to a lot but specifically this song was always one of my favorites from it and every time i hear it now it just brings me back to being a little kid in elementary school in the back of the car like jamming out to this and the same thing can be said about uh spirit of radio by rush Uh same exact thing is another song that's on very frequent frequently when i was a kid rush was my first concert that i ever went to i remember you saying uh, that when i was in i believe it was fourth grade or maybe the summer before fourth grade something like that so very young um so it has that aspect of it too but also as i got older this one the lyrics really um mean a lot to me uh the song starts begin the day with a friendly voice a a companion unobtrusive um plays that song that's so elusive and the magic music makes your morning mood it just to me it's the song for music lovers like it's mm. music makes it really makes your day it sets the tone it for really your day does. it sets how you're going to feel for the day mm-hmm. like when i wake up i don't want to like turn on my music and hear something depressing yeah no. like i want to put it on and have like a good start to my day i feel energized yes. yeah and there's just the lyrics on this if if you know rush you know that they're not word salady, but he uses Neil Pert was a very uh intricate lyric writer. He uses a lot of words and he's an incredible songwriter. But yeah, it's it's the whole song 
and just the way it talks about music and the way it talks about you know the radio is to me it's perfect it brings me back to that feeling like you were talking about like being a kid easier time same thing as sad but true it just makes me think of being young not a care in the world because this is this is elementary school we're talking yeah, about yeah. like what were we worried about in elementary there was school? literally nothing i can't wrong. think of anything we both I had great upbringings so there was yeah. nothing there yeah it was just again the world was an illusion like life itself was a, an illusion yes i i can't think of a life. single thing i would have ever worried about no back then wasn't a single thing except maybe my tooth falling out that hurt sometimes yeah you know but like but again there was like nothing wrong but it's weird because whatever it is you literally can feel how you felt and you can almost mm-hmm. still see yourself where you were right yep and I, I think of specifically like sad but true i think of um like if i was ever home from school or like homesick or home from school for some reason my parents were working my dad would bring me to my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sad But True always reminds me of like getting picked up from there and like driving home. Just always reminds me of the specific back roads and stuff. I yeah, can that's picture it in my head, like the back roads and everything. Yeah. And every time I hear the song, no matter what, just teleports me back. You know what's so interesting about that, Kyle? There's, uh, there's two things. Drops of Jupiter reminds me of one time being on the McDonald's drive-thru after swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of just this random part on... 84 like driving southbound 80 i mean 84 is not southbound westbound coming back home mm-hmm. uh and i don't know why i don't know why those are the two specific times i remember but i must have felt some type of way in those moments that i remember those two parts specifically mm-hmm. like it must have meant something in that point in time you know mm-hmm. or it's just euphorically happy or at peace i don't know but it's weird how you remember the exact like certain pieces of that mm-hmm. when i'm sure you've heard it a million other places Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, countless times, countless mm-hmm. places I've listened to the, both these songs. Yeah, but yeah, that one teleports me immediately back to like driving on like those back roads home. Yeah, and it's it's crazy how that happens because, like you said, so weird. I've had more years of my life listening to that song in other surroundings, in other environments, but that's what in she's other saying. head spaces. But no matter what, it always takes me back. Yeah. It's well, just weird how music can do that. It does. Well, I was afraid when I was starting to abuse, I was literally abusing Drops of Jupiter Cow at one point just to like feel like at peace. And then and I was like, serotonin rush. yeah, but then yeah. I was nervous. Like, Steve, what if you do this too much now? And then the song's going to remind, it's going to then be replaced by that. But it honestly never was like, nope. it never became connotated with the stressful time in my life. It just always still reminds me of that, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, it's kind of crazy. It's so weird. The brain yeah. works in a weird way, and music and itself is weird. To me, the whole Black album by Metallica does that, but specifically that song more than anything is yeah. like, I guess, you know, that was one of my favorites from the record. Yeah, you must have just me, liked that's it. I just yeah. really liked. Yeah. And I always thought, of, even as a kid, I thought it was so badass and cool. And that song, they do like a pause where the music just stops completely. And then picks back up and goes into a guitar solo. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. That's why you remember it then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things that just brings you back. And that's crazy. Yeah. Music really does have that effect. It's literally the equivocal sound is the equivocal of smell. Honestly, is a sense that like triggers memory. And then the way that, and not so much these songs for me, but the way that music can just, even if you haven't heard a song forever, can like unlock memories yes like shit you forgot like things that you forgot ever happened 
dude it's the and whole and you'll hear a song you haven't heard in years and you're like oh my god i remember when i heard this doing this yes. like it... and then sometimes you remember the lyrics too which is the weirdest mm-hmm. part like it was in you like if someone told me to sing a certain song out of nowhere i wouldn't be able to but if i heard part of it it would all come back yep um but yeah no that that's crazy you know i i god i was just gonna say oh it's like it's like the educational thing with schema they always say you got to relate new things you learn to old things because it attaches mm-hmm. and i feel like that right there is evidence of that like the fact that one thing can trigger something else like it's it's connected mm-hmm. i think your brain's neuronal network is all connected somehow so one thing can trigger a different pathway yeah which i is mean there's weird. so many songs that if you told me right now recite word for word mm-hmm. I'd be like, ah, you wouldn't know. Lost. But it. if you put the song on, I'd be able to sing along to every single word. Right? Week. Yeah, it's so weird. I think that when we're at a concert, sometimes like this yep. is so bizarre to me. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like there's, I just saw a Bear Tooth last night. There are certain songs that they played that I hadn't heard in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Still knew every single word. Yeah, that's so weird though. And I was like, how is that? I was like, I, I've probably gone like two years without hearing this mm-hmm. specific song. And I listen to them pretty frequently. But I'm like, this uh, song I probably haven't heard in like a couple of years now. Yeah, I think it's sometimes the music. I, I just think know it. the instrumental part is connected to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, it triggers memory of the lyric. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Very bizarre, bizarre. bizarre. Yeah, so anyway, is that it for you? That wraps it up for my picks. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I like I liked the picks we had, honestly, because I'm going to say like we had a very similar flow throughout it all. And again, that was like completely rando. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not the intention. Me and Kyle are just unmatched in terms of our friendship. Let's be real. Yeah. I challenge you to find <laughs> a closer set of friends. Damn straight. Yeah. Find, find challenge a, you. <laughs> find, find another, find a better co, find a better podcast duo than us. And if you, if you think you have one, send them over to us and we'll, we'll debate on podcast yeah or we could collaborate collaborate oh oh debate like between if they mm-hmm. give us someone who actually does do podcasts like mm-hmm. better chemistry yeah we'll we'll see who has the better friendship that's that's fair that's mm-hmm. fair it's hard yeah. hard to beat like whatever it's been knowing each other since five 23 yeah. years this yeah. september i think yeah being friends for that long is like the equivocal of learning an instrument when you're little and becoming a prodigy it's yep. just like you legitimately it's second nature it's second nature like you can't almost fake the chemistry like it's just nat. Mm-hmm. it feels so natural mm-hmm. but it's just because you grew up together you know and as you can tell by listening to us talk me and steven can bullshit with each other for <laughs> Hours. We have to cut ourselves short a lot of times because we're like, yo, we really got to hold this to like an hour tops. And we try to be even shorter, but we could talk for hours about anything, anything. anything. You give us like a word and we can just riff on that for like yeah. hours. Yeah. Like we'll, we have like those rare conversations. I feel like are so rare with people that like we can have a car ride that's like three, four hours long mm-hmm. and talk the entire time. Yes. About anything because like, it just goes from one to the next conversation <laughs> it really does it really does it's so weird it's so funny oh that's crazy but yeah but anyway, anyway you know as always follow us on spotify uh share the damn podcast yes share the podcast we want to get that follower count up make sure you follow the podcast yeah uh you know we appreciate the listens and everything yeah. But if you just hit that follow button so we can get that uh, subscriber count up. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, you know, like us on Instagram. We do a lot of posts on there. We have a Twitter page. I don't know what the holdup is on the, the other social media. We have to talk I have to, 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 have to a Matt. word with our social media. Our manager. social media. Yeah, yeah. 
dragging his feet a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess when you want someone to work for free. I was just going to say, we're getting what we're paying for here, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, as always, I've been Q. I'm A. And we'll see you next time. time.